This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41 <laughs> Skate Punk is back, and it's not pop punk. It is skate punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the El. Elephant Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Hungarian-born writer George Lang once said, Paprika is to the Hungarian cuisine as wit is to its conversation. Not just a superficial garnish, but an integral element. Like, that's cool and all, George, but what the heck is it, and why do I keep pronouncing it paprika? This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. Hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Inaiti. And Nicole, today we're discovering why I mispronounce words so badly, such as paprika. <laughs> I feel like you Google all words before you say them, though. I do. I, so I, I believe the Hungarian pronunciation, paprika, right, is paprika. a Hungarian word. And I believe the Hungarian pronunciation is closer to paprika. Like, I think it, there's more. Paprika. Like, paprika. 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 Chicken so paprika. Ac- so the accent is on the P. I think the the, emph- the emphasis, emphasis is yeah. on the first syllable. <laughs> I believe is the case. Um, but Ooh. no, I someone once accused me of being the Jada de Laurentiis of all Latin and Asian foods. Um, yeah, I just think yeah, sometimes spaghetti. I think you're tortilla. just trying to. Give, I think you're just trying to give like the word the benefit of the doubt and like not bastardize. <laughs> Try and be as respectful as possible. Yeah, that said, that I know sense. nothing about the Hungarian language. How much Hungarian do you speak? Uh, what if I just busted out like a whole like monologue <laughs> in Hungarian? Wouldn't that be rad? I don't know anything about Hungarian. Other than uh, I am hungry right now. Didn't eat breakfast. Wow. <laughs> nice to meet you, hungry. I'm dad. Um, <laughs> anyways, today we're, we're talking all about, I'm just going to say paprika for the yeah, sake of the show. Yeah, I would say show. paprika too. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but not a lot of people seem to know what paprika is other mm. than the red spice that makes things red in their pantry, right? I think it makes food yummier. In what way? What does paprika taste well, like to you? That's really hard to to describe because there's so many different kinds of paprika. You're but stalling. You're no, I'm stalling. Not. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, like, whenever I just think of run of the mill, like Walmart paprika, you put your finger in and you lick it. Mm. Um, I actually licked it. Um, is I don't know. I think it's like a it's like a mild, peppery, dried f- vegetable flavor. One, if you're getting Walmart paprika, it probably just tastes like red dust. <laughs> yeah, which but I'm is just fine. thinking of the everyman right now. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think that's why there's so much confusion about sure, it, right? Yeah. It's because people Smart just know final. it. Like, you know. It's like yeah. uh, a lot of paprika that you get to me reminds me of getting like dried parsley, right? Sure. Where it, it's going to taste like almost nothing. Nothing, yeah. But it makes your, it puts the little green specks on your food, which makes which it more enticing. Yummy. Exactly. <laughs> like, I literally, in my own pantry, I've talked a lot about how sometimes I just, I'm very agnostic on certain spices okay. or dried herbs or whatever. Sure. And if I'm marinating chicken, I just want green flecks on there. Right. Okay. And so I will throw in whatever I'll, oregano, basil, sure. marjoram. I just, I combine it all into one little jar of green flecks and just go. Pfft. 
Yeah. Throw it on my chicken. Sure. Ditto with paprika, where it's just like, I'm not focusing on the flavor of paprika. I want my chicken to be a little bit red. Red, yeah. Because it sure. looks better. And if it looks better, it's going to taste better. Yeah, I get that. But psychology. that said, paprika is like an incredibly diverse spice with a really fascinating history behind it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, it's chili powder. Yeah. That's I what it is. it is. It is European chili powder. You're exactly. On the spectrum of chili powder, it is. Maybe the least offensive or least strong. Well, I mean, weakest. Well, when you say chili powder, what what are you referring to? Well, I think of the container that says chili powder. No, agreed, same here. But like, <laughs> right, like what peppers that? What pepper is being know. ground into that? Probably a melange of peppers. Probably, probably yeah. whatever's cheapest, right? Whatever's sure. being sold over at the Smart and Final or at the Walmart, mm-hmm. they combine in chili pepper. Ditto with yeah. paprika. If you sort of think about paprika as just European chili powder. Uh, it sort of makes sense, especially sure. in the way that if you go to Mexico, right? Think about how many different chili powders you and I have in the pantry right so now in our many. kitchen. Just right? tons. Ancho, uh, California chili powder, New Mexico chili powder. And those Mirage. are just mir- Mirage chili powder from Aleppo, Aleppo from Syria. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> And then even all the, the Mexican chili powder. We have dried jalapeno powder, chipotle powder, we habanero do. powder. We do. There's the same thing with paprika. With all the different Hungarian or Spanish cultivars of pepper. And, of course, all of that is also coming from America, right? Like, sure. no, I mean, if you consider the greater Americas, there's the same relationship with paprika where there's so many different Hungarian cultivars, but all of them came from America originally, right? Or the New World, as you would say. Like, from, you know, Central America and Mexico, mm-hmm. there would be no chilies in the entire world without that. So when you think of how spicy Thai food is, right? Yes. Those peppers didn't exist in Thailand until the 15th century, and they were brought there via trade routes. Ditto with anything. From the Americas? From the Americas, yeah. Really? Yeah, just That's none wild. of that existed. So, I mean, even um, like Peruvian traders and sailors, mm. you know— um, you know, that stuff was all just coming from that region. So they would bring it to the region. And then because the region had like a different biodiversity, like different chilies would come out of there. Exactly. And cool. so so that's where we get a lot of these like sweet peppers from Hungary mm-hmm. that have created. Because if you really had to break down the difference between quote unquote chili powder and quote unquote paprika, I'm putting okay. both of those in quotes because. <laughs> well, they can mean whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Want, yeah. The main difference is that a lot of. Chili powders from Mexico are going to be spicier and a lot of paprikas are going to be sweeter. But they are ultimately just dried, desiccated, powdered mm-hmm. capsicum, right, would Correct. be the scientific term for it. Correct. And the reason for that is because the cold climate in Hungary, right, they have to ripen for a lot longer and they were selectively breeding to have mm-hmm. sweeter peppers that weren't, you know, quite as spicy because there wasn't as much of like a history there. And so now there's there's something like, you know, uh, I mean, there's an, an unlimited amount of pepper cultivars that you can get yeah. in Hungary, but they've like, you know, codified them into like eight different kinds of paprika. Oh, But cool. we don't really we, we don't really know those in America, right? We know like yes. sweet paprika, yeah. hot, hot paprika, paprika, and then smoked Smoked, which is smoked paprika. Do you like smoked paprika? I love smoked paprika. Okay. It's like, li- like it's like liquid uh, smoke to me where I love it. I'm like on the fence about smoked paprika. It's very strong. I do love hot paprika, though. That's fun for me. Yeah. My question is, do you think that, I mean, like, I don't know if this is real or not, but don't you feel like people's taste buds have just become desensitized now? And like we have, like, and we now 
like try to make spicier or more different peppers because yeah. of it. Isn't that like confusing though? Like for our brains? I think we do you I know think, what I'm saying? I might I mean no, I do. vague, we, <laughs> but if if you can just take what I said and like make it more concise for the people to digest, please. <laughs> no, I think like we've gotten in this arms race with yeah. chili peppers. Yeah. And this is maybe a, a change of topic, but uh you see it a lot in the packaged chips world. Yeah. Where like Doritos, I remember maybe fifteen years ago came out with a fiery habanero Dorito. And that's when habanero was this is before a lot of the ghost chili, the scorpion pepper, the reaper, mm-hmm. the blah blah blah, Ouch. all this stuff. Pepper X, dragon's breath. These names are just like the butthole scorcher three thousand. <laughs> but they had a habanero flavor of chip, and it was really spicy, and it was mm-hmm. almost at like the top level of spice that you can get in a packaged food before Ooh. it's just alienating people, right? Yeah. Have you ever had paprika chips? Which is what I was going to talk about because oh paprika God. chips are dank. But they I think slap. people paprika isn't as sexy of a name as like. Ghost chili limon, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just, I just think paprika gets like a bad rap. It's like it the does. redheaded stepchild of the. It of is the literally chili the red powdered stepchild. Yeah, of I feel the like it pantry. doesn't get a lot of love. But if if you learn how to like cook with paprika, like if you make a good beef goulash or like a chicken mm-hmm. paprikash, I actually think the flavor of paprika is quite pleasant. You just I have to know how to use it. Like you, it's kind of like bay leaves. One hundred percent. I was oh gonna bring that up. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! It's like it's kind of like the bay leaf. We're like of- so in sync. <laughs> Are you Lance Bass? Because I was a Lance Bass girl, but I feel like I'm now JC Chazé. Let's go! I'm such a JC Chazé girl now that I'm a little bit more mature. I like what Lance Bass has done to the nightlife scene in WeHo. He's got it. He's always mobbing around there. Owns a couple bars. He's so hot. Uh, The point is, much like bay leaves, where you're not going to taste the flavor of a bay leaf unless you make bay leaf the star. Same with paprika. Yeah, I've noticed right? that, yeah. And so if you have a dish like chicken paprikash, mm-hmm, which uh, I'm just faking what I think Hungarian I think sounds like. I think that's good pronunciation. I've Thank seen you. Di- diners drive and dives <laughs> when he goes in to like a Hungarian place. Has he gone to a lot of Hungarian places? I, I feel like every time I turn on the TV, this guy's eating, this guy being Guy Fieri, is eating chicken paprikash. I don't know. <laughs> is that like not something he does all the time? I feel like there are a couple episodes yeah. that I always turn on and Guy Fieri's always eating the same garlic shrimp from yeah. a truck in Maui. <laughs> I've seen that episode like 15 times and My I don't know what it is. My dad's seen that episode like 15 times. He loves that stuff. <laughs> Point is, if you make paprika the star, that that's when you really find out what it tastes yeah, like, right? what the heck paprika is. Exactly. Yeah. And it's got this beautiful, So I mean, of course, depends on what kind of paprika you're mm-hmm. using. But to me, I love it because it's got this like sweet, dusky earthiness to it. Dusky is a great a word. Dusky is, earthiness. Yeah. But it's not as dusky as like a chipotle. No, it, yeah. it doesn't have that sort of bitterness. It's got it's this like very, dust. very like round quality yeah. to it. But mm. I mean, one of my favorite things to do is uh, what's that Spanish dish? Paella. That one. No, no, there's another one. Uh, papas bravas. Uh, papas bravas, yeah. Right? It's uh-huh. like the, the fried or roasted potatoes yum, and then yum. you put the, the pimenton aioli on yum, it yum, or yum. whatever. Mm-hmm. Just take a bunch of smoked paprika and mix it with mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. And then pop that on like potatoes <gasps> or whatever. And that's a great way for me to experience paprika. Has anyone made liquid paprika? Like, I think it's called hot sauce. No, 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 no. You're trying to <laughs> be funny. Given what we've talked about You're today. You're trying to be funny. But I'm being serious. Like, like imagine like a liquid paprika instead of like in powdered form. It's like liquid form. Does that That'd be exist? interesting. Well, I mean, speaking, paprika is such a diverse spice, not only within Hungary. Hungary, like... They have paprika festivals. There is a paprika museum. Uh, and paprika cool. is, I believe, actually a Hungarian word. Um, but, I mean, it all kind of dates back to Latin and whatnot. It's a very complicated history when you get into the trade routes. 
Um, but it also wasn't even introduced to Hungary until, I believe, the 16th or 17th century from Turkish traders. Because that nice. whole, the Balkans were all under Ottoman Empire rule at the time. Mm-hmm. And so it sort of like spread around via that way. But it, paprika, I think, was originally even cultivated in Spain. And then that made its way to Morocco. Wow. Which is crazy. History is fascinating. It really is fascinating. Um, but in Morocco, they will mix paprika just with olive oil and create like a spice paste. Yeah. Which to me, I would love to just rub that on anything. Rub that on my body, go out and tan, you get that nice little red shade from the paprika. Uh, that sounds horrible. Oh, here, paprika ole, ole or well, how do I say this? Oleo resin. Interesting. What is that? Paprika oleo resin is an oil soluble extract from the fruits of the capsaicin anum or capsaicin fruitinous skin. And it's basically paprika that is liquefied and it's used a lot in orange juice, spice mixtures, sauces, sweets, and emulsified products. Oh, the meats. thing you're talking about is paprika extract, which is a, a yeah. colorative. Yeah, but I guess it has a little bit of flavor in there it. There is maybe? paprika extract in Kraft Mac and Cheese <gasps> to give it, they a lot of the times, paprika extract and turmeric and will cheese. be combined together to form a sort of natural food dye. Oh, very cool, but which it is really like tastes like anything, does it? Does it? No, I don't think it has any natural. T- I mean, I'm sure if you ate it in high doses, it does, but just enough to like color something, it completely doesn't. Very cool. Um, do they? It, am I imagining this where they feed uh they feed chickens paprika to make their yolks more orange? That, that was that was the thing that um Dan Barber, the chef from New York, really experimental uh-huh. chef. Uh-huh. He has a restaurant where they like lead you around to different barns. And, like, you'll walk up to a table in a barn and there's just, like, a single cucumber hanging from a string. And he's like, that's your dish. And then you eat it and it's, like, the best thing you've ever eaten. Blue Hill. Blue Hill of Stone Stone Barns. I'm exaggerating, but he does a lot of really cool little farming experiments. And, yeah, he did a thing where he fed chickens exclusively red peppers. Okay. Or something. Mm -hmm. And apparently chickens can't experience capsaicin. Okay. They just lack the, I don't know. And chickens also don't experience love, I believe. Oh, I don't know. My mom had a pet chicken. Really? Yeah. Her name it, was Pofak, which means uh, which means popcorn. <laughs> did they eventually uh, you know, give it the I don't old, know. Give it the it's, old it's, axe? It's highly plausible, but there's so many pictures in my family photo <laughs> albums of this damn chicken. How do you I'm, choose between a, a food chicken and a pet chicken? I don't know, but I, I have a strong <laughs> feeling. I think my sister told me, like... <laughs> Like I'm not going to get into one it. One day that pet's going to end up on the dinner table. I need to ask more. If you guys want to know more about Popak, <laughs> just men, just uh, tag me in some chicken pictures later and we'll talk about it. But yeah, he, he fed uh, chickens exclusively red peppers and mm-hmm. it changed the color of the yolk. I don't know if it changed the flavor, though. Interesting. So what pepper is paprika derived from? Because I think oh, that's a God. question. I think that's oh, a question God. a lot of people are <laughs> yeah. just waiting to ask. I, I, I made a claim on Twitter once that uh, paprika is just bell pepper powder. In the same way that we have garlic powder, we have onion powder, uh-huh. uh, we have what other things are turned into powders? Uh, onion. Yeah, Did close you enough. That already? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that In the same way that you have garlic powder and onion powder, which literally are just dried, desiccated forms of garlic and onion that are powdered, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. I was like, paprika is just red bell pepper powder. Mm. And then I got a bunch of Hungarians in the mentions being like, Don't do it. No, that's my <laughs> Hungarian accent. No. 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 Come on, man. It uh, also sounds like the Robin Williams penguins from Happy Feet. Um, but anyways, uh, so there are a bunch of different cultivars, and they all have Hungarian names. Hold on. I had a list. Uh, Edesnemes, Kulonglegesh, 
Shish Montesh Shish Mega. I can't speak Hungarian, so it's very I think confusing. You're doing so good, though. <laughs> oh my God! Thank you so As much. Someone who has never heard of <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever uh, heard. Hungarian. No, but I mean, a, most of them are sweet. Most of them are not spicy, and they are not all just red bell pepper. And I think mm. that's that's a big misconception. I say that's mm. a big misconception, as if I wasn't the exact perpetuating person perpetuating it. The misconception. I was misconceived. That sounds like my that was an <laughs> I'm accident. Sorry. Um, it's okay. I was. Were you? Vacation baby. Oh my god, no way. Yeah. Well, That's great. No, I was conceived in the woods. Was. <laughs> that, that was that explains a lot about me. That's uh I don't know the exact context. I just know that it was like in the woods in Virginia. I was conceived in Lake Tahoe, so not too far. Oh my god, like at like a casino? Like uh like one of the A cabin? <laughs> they were on a family. We're both vacation. woods babies. <laughs> that explains so much. We're both feral children. <laughs> Look at us. And look how far we've come. Now we're talking about paprika that we only seem to half understand because neither of us knows anything about Hungarian. I think I'm part ethnically Hungarian, too. I think That's I'm a cool. Cossack. Why don't you do Or a Magyar. I don't get why you and Julia, both of you, just don't get 23 and Mead. I don't. 23 and Me scares me. It's awesome. If anyone has any, like, uh, people always worry about what sort of data their phone is collecting, right? And yeah, 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 I, sure. I don't have a lot of worries about that. Mm-hmm. Give me ads for the... Weird shorts and weightlifting supplements that you think I want and need, Jeff Bezos. There's like a different level of like, I'm going to spit in the cup and just send all my genetic information to someone through the mail. Um, That's a little weird. I don't. I did it and I found out that I'm 2% unknown, which is fun because it makes me feel like I might be an alien. And and did that like make your life better? Um, I reconnected with some family members that I would have never met. Are they cool? Because like that's what I'm saying, right? It's just interesting. It tells you. It tells you like uh, this is like an ad for 23 and Me. It like tells you like uh, if you have like uh, certain genetic like possibilities, like if your pee smells from asparagus or not. You couldn't. You couldn't tell if your own pee smells from asparagus. You needed to spit in a cup and send all your genetic information so they can sell it to like drug companies and clone you. Also, like your percentage of Neanderthal, because all of us have a little Neanderthal in us, because like apparently, like <laughs> uh, we like we made it with like astro- not australopithecine, but like we like Homo sapiens like made it with like uh, Cro-Magnons or whatever, and like all of us have like a little percentage of it, and like <laughs> I found out. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm being honest. It's a test in the 23 and Me. Why are you looking at me like that? They're going to clone you. They're going to take your spit. Is that so They're going to clone you to harvest your organs. Is that so bad? To sell to rich people. I've seen the island. I've seen Gattaca. Having Nothing good comes Nicole from this. Nicole sounds great. Nothing good comes from this. Nicole, if you were to recommend <laughs> one dish for people to really experience paprika, <laughs> what would you do? What would you tell me? Uh, deviled eggs, Josh. Just <laughs> <laughs> deviled eggs. The answer is deviled eggs because all you need is a small strip and uh of the paprika on top of your eggs and you're good. That is when I think of paprika and especially like the most useless uses of paprika. Yeah. It is absolutely the little red powder on top of deviled eggs. Yeah. And I think that's <laughs> <For> like sure. <laughs> I think that's like where a lot of people experience it. It's like yeah. mm, red thing. Yeah. And you're not you're not going to taste it. No, that, but like it's a good like segue and like to You get know what into- I think about a lot? <laughs> what? That there are certain times when I've probably eaten a whole dozen eggs worth of deviled eggs, right? You know? And if they were just hard-boiled, 
I would never eat 12 hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> you know eggs. what I was thinking about the other day? Like, the difference between, like, uh, white people parties and, like, Persian people parties. And y'all just have a tray of eggs out there. Yeah, yeah, we got it. But the eggs are mixed with mayonnaise, and there's a little bit of red dust on top, so it makes sense. Y'all just go to town on a, on a pallet of eggs. <laughs> like Persian people parties don't just got a bunch of eggs out there? No, there's egg salad, but, like, it's oh, not yeah, like, yeah. But y'all just <laughs> pop eggs <laughs> like, like I've never seen before. It's crazy. It's kind of weird because we just we throw them back like horse pills. <laughs> we'll just be in conversation, just take a whole half an egg and just go. Yeah, just exactly. Like, it's kind of it's very alien. I agree. It know? is very alien. Yeah, yeah. There's this. There's this. Uh, like, you know about let's let's talk about <laughs> white people party culture. You know about Kakana cheese balls. They're the most American thing in the world. Yeah, are yeah. The, are they the uh, nut the nut rolled ones? Yeah, but some of them are like weirdly red. Mm, It'll be like their wine flavored one. No, oh, no, no, the port, the port, port yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've always wa- I like that's like pure Americana to me, like a cheese ball. Yeah, it's like if you mix cheese whiz with a little yeah. bit of like uh, red wine and sawdust, and then rolled it in almonds. Yeah. Uh huh. And then you put a little bit of that on your deviled eggs and just slurp it down. Yeah, uh, that's really interesting. Like, never did that before. But there's this red pepper spread that has paprika in it, and it's Lithuanian, and it's like a cheese. Ivar? No, no, no. It. Some people think it's that, but it's not. It's like a creamy, cheesy, paprikai spread. That sounds great. Yeah, it's really good. It's Lithuanian. We need to get into more Balkan cuisine. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of representation in LA unless I'm wrong. There's not. I have a Serbian there's neighbor. A Shout out to Nesh. He's been offering to make me chivapchichi. Mm. I don't really know what that is, but every time I see him, he goes, "Hey, when are you come over for chivapchichi?" And I'm like, I gosh, I'm bi- I'm really busy, but I should. I should take them up. Balkan sausage. It's a Balkan sausage? Yes. That sounds great. Balkan sausage was my nickname in high school. <laughs> and once his uh his mother-in-law made me really delicious Serbian stuffed bell peppers in the yeah. spice profile, and it was just so delicious and that homey really and filled with marjoram and 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 winter spice. And it was really great. I'm trying to find this darn red pepper spray from from the Lithuanian people, but I can't find it. Just red. Pimentone. <laughs> what is pimentone? Pimentone is Spanish smoked paprika that's <laughs> that's dried over white oak. <laughs> wow. And I'm, you know what I'm fat. It's just European chipotle powder. That's crazy. There should be a chain of burrito restaurants all across Europe called Pimentone. <laughs> I'm surprised they have like it. Like Chipotle, but Pimentone. That's good. You want to pitch it to freaking <laughs> Mark Cuban or something? Like, what do you, you want? can sell it at the Mavericks games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I think's funny? What? How many of these crops just didn't exist? Someone, how someone, many of what? How many crops didn't exist in the rest of the world uh-huh. until, you know, uh, the Americas were, I don't know, pillaged? Whatever the, the <laughs> verb you're supposed to use is, because it wasn't discovered, because they were just like people there. Discovered I don't know. Is a nice word. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> but how many p- potatoes, for instance, right? Someone someone uh, tweeted at us once. Uh, our mashed potatoes just Irish guacamole. Oh yeah, I remember that. No, and it's like no, because no, potatoes are also from the same place that avocados are from. Exactly. That's just mashed potatoes or South American, potatoes. Central American guacamole. If you want to say think, that, you think they have no, avocados they have, in Ireland? No, I'm saying they have they have like nothing to do with each other. But like potatoes aren't Irish, right? They've been they've been naturalized, but yeah. potatoes didn't get to Ireland until Walter Raleigh brought them in like the late 1400s. Yes, you know. Do you think that the potato famine was because uh, Ireland didn't know how to like cultivate the? No, the That's potato famine why? was all because of like really terrible uh, British politics. Oh. Like, no, it was like Oops. 
borderline <laughs> just the British crown trying to genocide the Irish. Shut it's up. really messed up. Yeah. Do they not like each other? I don't know. Like, oh, hate? yeah, there's like whole wars uh, oh. about it. My God. Oh, for hundreds of years. Yeah, I didn't, like, really, dive really into terrible. That. I didn't like dive into um, that. Shout out to all the Irish homies out there. Yeah. Y'all been screwed around with for a lot of history. And the potato yeah. famine was absolutely avoidable. The potato blight wasn't, but the Irish farmers weren't allowed to keep a majority of their crops. That's not very. And they were sold out by some of the like Irish aristocrats at the time, who were sort of just uh, collaborating with the British government. Um, but anyways, <laughs> back to paprika. I don't know the whole history behind it, but it's I'm, I'm comfortable it's with dark, my yeah uh, yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, paprika, paprika, paprika. Hey, did you know that the zoo sometimes includes paprika in the food of the flamingos in order to help keep them pink? Well, because, like, flamingos aren't, uh, they're not, well, they, they're, they eat a bunch of shrimps, right? Yeah, uh-huh. And that's what turns them pink? And I so guess. They got, no, like, kelp, shrimp. kelp, shrimp, kelp, 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 I don't know. Plankton. Plankton. Well, w- welks. <laughs> welks? Welks. What's a welk? I think it's an animal that is in a shell. I think so. I had a bunch of welks. Uh, hold on. I want to make a. I want to make a call out to the Hungarian Board of Tourism. I think that more Americans need to know about. All we know is paprikash and goulash and um, langosh. Don't know what langosh, langosh is. is. Like a fried dough topped with like a cream and or like a yogurty substance and cheese. We made it for GMM, and that was really delicious. Yeah. But I would like to officially uh, open up our candidacy. For you and I, Nicole, to travel to Hungary, to oh Budapest, gosh. and uh, on, on the on the dime of the Hungarian Board of Tourism, of course. Oh my gosh, course. I would love that. And we'll become the official like American spokesman for Hungarian food. Because um, I think it needs I a think, big PR campaign. I think, no, not the food, but just paprika. I just think we paprika. should be the ambassadors of paprika. We should be the, yeah, we will uh, mm-hmm. don uh, large billowy dresses filled with gonna, peppers. I was going to say, I want to dress the color of paprika. I would love Just, that. I want one. You can have one too. I think that's that's our official. <laughs> I, I think I would look. Yeah, I have I, the legs for a dress. I have these do. long dancers' legs <laughs> that I think would look great in a frilly uh, paprika themed dress. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, this is it. If anybody has any hookups with the Hungarian Board of Tourism, um, we will. Tag us in the. I think. Instagram yeah, yeah. I think a political situation. Hungary's a little, a little dicey uh, in the last, you know, five what years. That's fine. Is it? Every, Josh? every. That's what I'm saying. We're there for the paprika. We're, we're not. This isn't an endorsement of uh, Victor Orban's politics. This is merely us wanting to get down with the paprika. Josh, so, closing Hungary, sentence. reach out. Just like we, we will not um, endorse any uh, proto-fascist policies. Josh, just the paprika. Just the paprika. Josh, okay. Closing statements. Answering the question that we are asking, what the heck is paprika? What the heck is paprika? Paprika is a very misunderstood spice. It is the uh, combination of hundreds of years of history to cultivate chili peppers uh, and their related varieties in the colder climates of Hungary. And we misunderstand it because American grocery stores typically only carry one or two varieties. But pick up a bunch of different... Go to Amazon and just, like, get some imported Hungarian paprika for $6 or whatever. Uh, and then dump, like, five times more of that onto your food than you're used to. And really get to know the flavor because it's a beautiful spice with a beautiful history. And it deserves more respect. Dang it. Now you ask me. Nicole, what do you think about Hungary's threats to leave the European... No, Nicole, what do you think about paprika? It's red. That too. All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Like Casseroles. First up, we got at Becca Birdsell. 
Peppery gravy is an acceptable dipping sauce, specifically for fries and chicken tendies. Um, so, um, there's this, pl- Dairy Queen? Dairy Queen, Dairy, Dairy Queen, Queen. Dairy yes. Queen. yes, yes, I love that you know Dairy Queen is the only fast food place that gives you gravy specifically as a condiment for chicken tenders. Yes, numbers. I know this and I enjoy it very much, so this is a good opinion. It is a grand opinion. There's... If you were saucing a chicken tender, though, you need a higher quantity of gravy per bite than something like barbecue sauce, right? No. You don't think so? Mm-mm. But gravy's not as strong of a flavor, right? It's so not what? as pungent. It's about the texture. Yeah, God, I do love gravy. That's yeah. why I like that they specified peppery. Yeah, because we know then, it's white gravy. Yeah, and then you're, you're getting more uh, flavor per volume. Sure. Yeah, so I respect that. I agree with that. Um, also, KFC, their gravy is great just as a dip for chicken tendies. KFC has good gravy. Oh, it's so good. It has a great taste. Mm, it's roasty. It's good. Oh, God, I love I love good brown gravy. You know what I can't stand, though? Mm. The beef gravy in a packet. Aww. I grew up eating that. Yeah. God, that yeah, is... Yeah, just stick your finger in and then rub it in your gums just to feel... Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> weak. Oh, it's my nightmare. You're weak. Oh, God. Okay, Lou Baggis says, crackers topped with cream cheese and a green olive is the best salty snack. I am the queen of Ritz with cream cheese and a and a this like a misnomer on top. Let it be an olive. Let it be an anchovy. Let it be a tomato. Let it be a, uh, I don't know, a sw- swivel of honey. I love it. This is the Mambo number five guy? <laughs> no, this, is this, this is Lou Baga. Ba- no, that's Lou Baga. Uh, this, this is, is Lou, Lou Baga. Um, you can't sing yet. I really prefer crackers topped with cream cheese. And then here we go. Here we go. A little bit of jalapeno jelly. I was going to say hot sauce, mm. but okay. Mm. That was, that's talking about white people party Pepper food. Pepper jelly? Pepper jelly, yeah. Oh that's my white God. people party food. You get the Ritz crackers, uh, non-saltine Ritz, mm-hmm. or or Keebler Club, oh my our God. fave. Wow, Keebler Club. <laughs> Every <laughs> time you bring it up, my eyes just sparkle. You swoon over Keebler Club. <laughs> They're so good. Yeah, all the structure of a saltine, all the butteriness of a Ritz. <laughs> Keebler Club. Uh, we're now out to both Keebler and the Hungarian Board of Tourism for a sponsorship. <laughs> and if we can get both of them on a package deal, huge. Oh, my gosh. Huge. Tour to Hungary's uh, paprika oh facilities gosh. brought to you by Keebler Club, wow. the official club cracker Anything of Anything is Hungary. possible, Josh. God. Just got to pitch it the right way. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the ultimate white people party food. It's 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 a Keebler Club cracker, yeah. cream cheese, and pepper jelly on it. I like pepper jelly. I think the olive, too much savory. I want some sweet to cut the cream. At Sarah T. Hoyt. All pasta, from the most expensive to the cheapest, tastes the same after it's covered in sauce. This is a hmm. test I think we have to do. I think I think I understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And it might be very it, – it depends on uh, – They're know. talking about grocery store pasta, right? Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing. I think you, you, you get the Walmart this. spaghetti versus the $9 whatever the, Italian brand spaghetti. The bag that they put on the side, yeah. That's going to taste the same, I believe. I don't think you could tell the difference in I a taste test. I would love to try it in a taste test. I would too. I mean, but there's certain – like uh, where I go, if I'm buying expensive pasta noodles – it's because they're like shapes that don't exist from the major sure. companies, right? Yeah, they're the I agree. fun ones. They're the fun ones. They're the, like even even like a like bucatini. You ever seen that long pasta? That's like a long fusilli. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, that's a trip. That's, that's cool. weird. I've never seen that in a store. Me too, but, but it's I want one it. giant fusilli noodle. I really want it. Is that your ultimate pasta shape? No. We should do. We should hold on. We Rigatoni should invent till I die, son. our own pasta shape. Someone's already done that. I'm kidding. Before. Shout out to Dan Pashman from the Sparkful. I, that really was a really cool. enjoyable series. I, I've still never had it. It's called Cascatelli. I've I still think never we had it. Buy it. We should definitely buy it. it. I should reach out. Yeah, why I should, not? Dan, I don't know why I haven't reached I out. I'm a big fan. I really enjoy your stuff. I think you need to 
cross the bridge sometimes, Josh. I need to make I more friends. I need to make more friends. Yeah, it'll help us. So right now we're out to Keebler Club Crackers, <laughs> Dan Pashman of the Sporkful, <laughs> yeah. and the entire nation state of Hungary. <laughs> okay. And if we can combine, Nicole, all three of those onto the same sponsorship. Oh, my god, That's going to be huge for us. That's going to be huge for us. But two carbs, though? <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Okay. <laughs> That's tough. Sezzle Bear says, Vegemite is the world's most versatile food. It's a salty stock. You can use it to flavor and thicken or eat it. Interesting. I've never made a Vegemite stock. I have never cooked with Vegemite, really. I, I really love Vegemite, and I prefer it to Marmite. Did you not make an Australian soup one time with kangaroo and Vegemite, or am I making that up? <laughs> I think you dreamt about that. No, uh I think you uh-uh, work too much. Uh-uh. I don't work too much. I'm pretty sure there was a GMM episode where you made an Australian soup. Or maybe someone did. Maybe, maybe someone made that. I, oh, yeah. They could have been like Willet Soup or something yeah, yeah, before yeah. my time. Yeah, um, yeah. I made like a Vegemite pizza once, which was really oh, good. Oh, was it good? But yeah, I mean, I, I really love Vegemite. Do you like Vegemite? I love Vegemite, but I can't eat it more than once a year. What? It makes me sick. Vegemite is, it's like yeast, it's right? Yeast but extra. like, I don't know what yeast mm. is. Do you, are, like, yeast, uh, it's it's an animal. It's a living It's like an organism. organism. It's like bacteria thing. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it eats. It eats, and then it farts. It fart, but like, that's like, that's like baking yeast. I What's think they're this? related. <laughs> I think they're related. Like, if, if someone was like, Nicole, I'll give you $100 okay. if you can accurately describe how Vegemite is made and what it is. I have no idea. I would have no idea. I would have to watch a video I just about know. It. I just go, it's yeast. And I don't know what that means. I have a strong feeling it has... What's it's, the goo? Because it, it's a goo. Where does yeah. the goo come from? Is the goo the yeast? Is that it the yeast bodies? Down, I think it might be a cooked down block of yeast with water and they just cook it down until it's... I have no idea. All I know is it's delicious. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> uh, here we go. At Michaela W97, bread tastes better smushed. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and hard disagree on that. <laughs> I feel like the point of bread is that it's not smushed. Sometimes I feel like if you're smushing bread. I get what you they're know? saying. You got Whenever you go in and you eat the white part and you smush it in a yeah. ball. Yeah. I, I do like the, the toothsome texture of it. Michaela, I have a great idea for you. Flatbreads. That's a pre-smushed bread that you can just buy. No, it's not. It's not smooshed. Well, I mean, it's... it's, The fun part is you take the fluffy... I I understand, Michaela. You take the fluffy bread and then you compact it and you squish it into a ball and then you eat it. I get it. Yeah, but then you get so much less bread per volume. But you get so much more enjoyment out Mm, of the bread you're eating. mm -mm. It's like if you take a, a a fruit by the foot... And yes. you mash it into a ball, into yes. one giant, dense gusher. Yes. Yeah, I understand this. That's understand the one. This. Would you ever make any, fill it with anything? What? Your homemade gusher. My homemade bread gusher? <laughs> yeah. A L- little, little bit of Vegemite. You're lying. A little bit of Vegemite gushers. You're lying. You're a liar. You're lying. That was my Australian accent. Did you like You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. Okay. Mia Charleboy says... Bagels plus cream cheese plus nacho cheese Doritos. Ah, this is a derivation of the French mother dish bagel plus cream cheese plus hot Cheetos. <laughs> yes, me yes, being yes, the yes. French mother. And uh, I don't like this. You need to put the hot Cheetos on there or else it's it's non-applicable. I don't like it. I feel the, the nacho cheese Doritos step on the cream cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, I think even throw, cheese. say, like a cool ranch. If you're not going flaming yeah. hot, I'd say throw a cool ranch Too on much there. Che- you know what's you the know? best one to put on there? Salsa verde. I was say Funyuns. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, oh, oh, that'd be nice. Because you know how like you have a bagel with like locks and like onions. Red and onion on it? Get <laughs> yeah. some funny. Mine said funny. You know what? Chip needs to make a comeback, Nicole. And that's the wasabi funyun. <laughs> I've never had it. Heck of a chip. Yeah. Also, it's funny because wasabi flavored things are just horseradish flavored things. Yeah, they're just green. Yeah. Just dyed green. Because uh, almost all wasabi in the U.S. is horseradish that's been dyed green. Yeah. Ooh. Podcast alert. <laughs> no, I was going to say <laughs> that's like a big, that's like a big, like a punch in the face to all sushi eaters. Me being one oh, of them. Oh, yeah. Well, have you had a like fresh, yeah, I fresh have. wasabi? I have. And I maybe I just don't taste some. Pretty wild, ones. man. I love it. Yeah. That's okay. good. That's Nicole. That's good. That's <laughs> Lazy good. Guppy girl, says. Oh, On to the next one. Mm. <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> Mm, okay. Stop making me laugh all the time. Lazy Guppy says cucumbers marinated in spicy Thai vinegar make the best pickles. Yes, that sounds delightful. That good. <laughs> no, that's come on. That's good. No, that's, I don't know. It's just it's the ultimate vocal fry. You're My like Southern California is coming out. Uh, cucumbers marinated in spicy Thai vinegar makes the best pickles. Yeah. No, Jews make the best pickles. Uh, <laughs> what about no. Thai Jews? Okay, okay, okay. Thai there's Jews? Thai Jews out there. I'm there's sure. Thai. There's a, a halal Thai restaurant um, really close to us that I've never I'm tried. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, no. So uh, pickles need to have two distinct categories between vinegar pickles or quickles, as I call them, and then pickles. <laughs> I love quickles. I love quickles too. But the best pickles to me are always going to be lacto fermented. Mm-mm. So that's like the Jewish pickles, even like the big whole Vlasic ones in the mm-hmm. jar. And I know non-Jews, the Goyish, the Goyish can make the pickles. Um, but I'm saying like a classic <laughs> lacto-fermented deli pickle, there is a deep umami to it that yeah. I freaking love. And that you're not going to get if you're just marinating it in vinegar because you're not going to get that fermentation. Uh, and so to me, that it's like the, the kimchis that you get that are like deep and savory as opposed mm-hmm. to just acid and spice. Light and crunchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get you get that that shrimp paste that ferments with the lactobacillus and the cabbage. And just, ugh, so good. Uh, I feel that way about a lot of pickles. So to the point where I have vinegar pickles and I'm like unimpressed. Color me unimpressed. I like vinegar pickles. I think they serve a purpose, as yeah. do, uh, you know, the good Jew pickles. I love Bubby's pickles. Yeah, oh, Ooh, Bubby's. Can we get uh, sponsored by Yo, Bubby? Grillo's, though. I don't know if... Grillo's! I don't know if Grillo's has a distinct oh, religious ethno-identity, but I, I do, so. they, but they make good pickles, whatever. If, even if the Catholic pickles, those is great pickles, They're Grillo's. really good pickles. We just eat them like snacks <laughs> in the kitchen. Oh, here's a good one. At JP Worthy, peanut butter and syrup on bread is the best late-night snack Try it. I have tried it. I've tried it. Because I love peanut butter and honey sandwiches, but Nicole, yeah, sometimes do. our honey is too sticky to use because, <laughs> you know, sometimes it spills. Uh-huh. And so instead of honey, I'll use maple syrup on it or molasses, which isn't Ugh. very good. Molasses on peanut butter is oh, pretty bad. no, that's bad. Point is, I try it. I, the point is, I try it. <laughs> maple syrup's really delicious. Yeah, yeah. maple syrup uh, and The fake butter. stuff. The fake I stuff, log cabin. I don't think it matters if it's fake or real. I think well, the fake stuff's thicker. Okay. Well, that's, that's up to you. Because <laughs> it's just corn syrup. Why don't they make a maple... Syrup flavored peanut butter. Oh, How, does that exist? I don't People know. Should make it. I got really into fancy nut butters um, uh, during lockdown, the pandemic, uh-huh, and but yeah. now that the world's opened up, I I got out of my fancy nut butters. Maybe we're going back in. But if we're going back in, oh, I'm oh. gonna dive back into those nineteen dollar jars of like nineteen dollars. I went to the farmers. I went to the farmers market once, like right when it was like, hey, things are kind of opening back up, but everyone like fully masked and you uh-huh. know all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought two little jars of nut butter, and they were like nineteen dollars. Each and, was, and I and I almost just like put them back, but <laughs> yeah, they were like, 
And all our profits go to like help youth organizations all? with people experiencing homelessness. Oh. And I was like, ah, okay. I guess I'll just buy them. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have like macadamia nuts in them? Yeah. But the, you know, one of the problems is though, they weren't grind even fine enough to be considered like a nut butter. Oh, like so it was like a tapenade? Like yeah. It was like a it was, nut tapenade? It was pretty bad. Uh. And so I, you'd try refrigerating it just to seize the oils so you could spread it, but then it gets too hard. It was, man. That sounds really unenjoyable. getting scammed at the Brentwood Farmer's Market. I love the, I used to sell cupcakes at the Brentwood Farmer's Market. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kayla Bug 8. Ketchup makes cheddar goldfish and Kraft mac and cheese so much better. Do you mean like separately or together? Yeah, what is cheddar goldfish and craft? Are, are you saying you put ketchup on cheddar goldfish? And on the mac and cheese, or do you put cheddar goldfish on the mac and cheese and put ketchup on I it? have a very high tolerance for hot ketchup on top of like a burger. <laughs> okay. But when that ketchup steams on top of mac and cheese and you try and take a bite <laughs> and you get mac it. and cheese steam diffusing through the ketchup, oh, it. it's tough for me sometimes. It's I tough. love it. I ate ketchup with my eggs the other day, and David looked at me like I was from a foreign body. <laughs> he was like, what are you doing? I love ketchup on, on like, cheesy things, though. So. You know what I do sometimes? Sometimes I just make, like, a plain frittata, which is to say I beat eggs and then <laughs> put it in the oven until I forget about it. And then it just becomes, like, a hard brown egg substance, and then I just dip that in ketchup and eat it. Yeah, you used to make those <laughs> egg bars. Egg bars. I don't know how gross Josh is. How gross is he? He would make <laughs> <laughs> he would make these egg bars with like with like vegetables in it, and he would just leave them in the back of the fridge, and then they started to gray. Remember yeah, they well, gray? no, they turn real gray. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what you do is you beat together about thirty eggs, and then you add a bunch of vegetables and meats to it, and then you'll bake that off in a giant sheet pan. Then you cut that into ten bars. And then you leave that in foil wrapped in the fridge at work for about 10, 12 days. And then uh, Nicole tries to throw them out and you go, those are my egg bars. What are you doing? She goes, they're gray. And I go, that's the mushrooms. She goes, no, that's just the eggs turning gray. And I go, either way. (laughs) And that's just a little fun insight into our lives. Well, on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or and Handy's Auto with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen. See y'all next time.